And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, hello to everyone, and I hope you are having a fantastic weekend, and I hope you watched all the fights that came out Thursday with PFL. You had the UFC with their pay-per-view from Vancouver on Saturday, along with boxing, Teofimo Lopez going after it with Josh Taylor. We got all kinds of things to talk about. My man, how you doing? You sitting there looking pretty early in the morning. It's early in the morning. Yes, it is. But, uh, you know, hey, we do this for the fans. We definitely don't do it for... Well, oh, never mind. We do it for us, too. We like it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was a little nervous for this card because I'm like, man, I'm paying and now with the taxes here in California. It's 86 bucks. I don't know how much. eighty seven dollars. Hold on. Hold something. on. Eighty. Hold on. It's you know what it cost me for like that damn show or something like that? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was. I want I get, Hold on. I need face ID here. No, oh, geez. No, no, that's very important. $87.59. Why is yours more expensive than mine? I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. Mine was, was. mine was 86, like 84, 86, maybe 94, something like that, I thought. Yeah, I saw some other people on Twitter complaining about the price after it was all said and done. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm going to have to pay that amount of money, the the price, I mean, the, the card level needs to go up. This was one of those cards, and we talked about. Excuse me. Well, I bless you. Oh, I bless you. Wow. You're welcome. I have allergies here, man. It's horrible. It's, That's why uh, you're leaving. Yeah, it's gonna get worse. It'll get accident. worse. <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Um, you know, I just I want, I want the I I think the expectation is, if you're gonna say you have all the best fighters, which I, I think they have a lot of them. You know, and they're deep. Their roster is deep. Then why are we not digging deeper to stack these pay-per-view cards? Take a look at July 8th. Look at their card on July 8th. Yeah, but that's their international their next fight pay-per-view. week. It's always considered to be really good. Oh, oh. All right. But that's a pay-per-view card. <clears throat> Take a look at that thing. Sorry, hey, that's sorry, the next, sorry. Dave, that's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next fight night. Sorry. Nope, wrong one. Again. Jeez, Dave. <laughs> July, right there. July, Volkanovski right no, and up, Rodriguez. Up, up. Oh my God! He's just looking, looking at names. He's not even... I went. I went right over it. I went right over it. There you I was, go. Take, I okay, take a, a look. I was looking for a number. Volkanovski <laughs> against Rodriguez. Fantastic fight. Brandon Moreno against Pantoja. Rematch. Great fight. Robert Whitaker taking on Duplessis. Great fight. Mm-hmm. Jalen Turner against Dan Hooker, which I think is going to be a fantastic fight. Bo Nickel coming in against Trasan Gore. Great fight. Trasan Gore's damn good. So that's an interesting fight. I'm not happy with Robbie Lawler and Nico Price, mm-hmm. only because I don't want to see Robbie take any damage. But still, good. But the one below it, Sean Brady mm-hmm. against Jack De La Maddalena. Come on, Josh. That's what we're talking about. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if I'm going to pay. I don't mind paying 87.59. <clears throat> no, I agree with you. And then that Sean Brady fight is that that's probably like the prelim main event. Yeah. I think it is, yeah. Yep. Unless they do six on the main card. No, I don't doubt it. Doubtful. It's two title fights. But I there. mean that's a freaking that's a card. I'm yep. s- super happy with it. Scroll down a little bit. What's the rest of that card? 
still got great fights but those are all free and so it's, yeah okay. I, if, if those are not great i'm okay yeah i'm not paying for them yeah yep yeah last night was G- uh jimmy crude against minifield's gonna be a good fight yeah we just uh if you're paying that amount of money you expect it to have bigger name fighters on the on the main card but uh you know but we'll I mean, this this what last night's uh main card that kid from Canada, uh, Mike Yeah, he was. He was. He seemed like he needed to get a little kickstart. I think he was enjoying the moment in round one. Yeah, and exploded in round two. He had some good moments in round one, also. You know, <clears throat> but uh, but anyways, but hey, as we get into this though, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about um the main event: Amanda Nunes versus Irene Aldana. It was pretty much how we thought it was going to go. I expected, honestly, I expected Amanda to get a finish. I expected her her to get a finish on the ground. Yeah. I thought with Irene, she just didn't pull the trigger. She was more uh, in shock. She was more in awe of of Amanda, her abilities, and she didn't pull the trigger. She shit the bed. Yeah. (sighs) Let's just be honest. And, And no disrespect. The moment got to her. She gave too much respect. Mm-hmm. It was overwhelming. She didn't throw. Is exactly what you said. She you know, just no output. How how are you expecting to win if you're not fucking throwing things back at her? You know, setting yeah. things up, making things happen. You've got to go. This is your chance. This is it. You have been waiting for this. Now's your opportunity, mm-hmm. and you just let it go by. Yeah. That, and I, we've seen this too many times. You know what's funny is uh, one of the things that sticks out to me when it comes to getting caught up in the moment and just letting it pass you by was Douglas Lima said he did that in his first fight with Roy McDonald. He's like, oh, it's Roy McDonald. He got in there. Oh, he's yeah. like, he just kind of froze. He's like. Yeah. And he was the champ. Yeah. And he just was thinking to himself, now oh, this guy's good. You know, he's, he does this. He watching does, him. He's like in the second fight, just showed him less respect and. Went out there and just look tried what to happens. And look what happens. Yeah, it's uh, it it can happen, man. It can happen. I'm. I did this. It's funny because I did something very similar with the uh, with my first fight with Gil. Was I did I didn't I went out there and just try to go after him, take it to him because we'd already sparred before, we'd already trained before. I knew what he was capable of, and you weren't gonna get it done. Just you know waiting around because he was just gonna fucking chew you up start bullying you around so you had to take it to him and with amanda i feel like that's why juliana pena had such success in the first fight it's exactly why just try to take take it to her get in her face let her know that you're there talk shit to her while you're fighting and uh that throws you off but you know what's funny is amanda looked good last night she looked good in her last fight against juliana pena she looked good she looked sharp but why like but why why are you leaving I know family stuff. I get it. No, but you're not going to be able to make this money. Does she need that money? I mean, look, I hate to break it to people, man, but two kids is fucking expensive. So (laughs) she's got a second one coming. (laughs) So let's be real. Let's be honest. I mean, but yeah, and it's what you're saying is the one thing I don't want to see. I don't want to see her sit out for three years and come back. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't sit out and then come back. It's not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. No. I love the fact that she retired off of this. Uh, incredible career, especially in the last, you know, 
span of what 14 fights or so just remarkable one loss against great competition at times and uh she looked good against aldana she i was very surprised that she decided uh, i mean she did the first you know takedown and just let her get up and i was like wow Mm-hmm. you want to be on the feet with her and then as the fight went on i went well that's because you realize what's going to happen a lot better than i did mm-hmm. you realize she's not going to throw so what's the danger it's no big deal she got hit the one time with the one clean shot the right hand coming over the top it kind of she was out of position mm-hmm. that's why she got hit and you know got spun around a little bit other than that she took zero damage in that fight zero damage <clears throat> and just you know put on a very clean performance throughout i thought she was looking you know to finish it you know in the end when she was on the ground but you saw the dominance on the ground comparatively it's like why did you not just take it there from the beginning why uh i mean i think i think she just was she felt comfortable on the feet yeah there was like when did. you realize someone's not pulling the trigger there's no threat there's no threat i mean like you need aldana needed a a um <clears throat> a rocky moment she needed oh, a Leon. She, she needed a, yeah. She needed a freaking Leon Hail Edwards Mary moment. Grand Slam home run, yeah. full court fucking shot, all put together. Yeah, she needed it all. That, she got dominated in that fight. It was not even. But once you realize, once you realize someone's not going to pull the trigger, then you feel a little bit more comfortable just being on the feet or taking to the fight, taking the fight to the ground. <clears throat> and her single leg snatch. Was 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 pretty slick. She just snatched it, dumped it, yeah. and then that was it. And just kind of hovered over her, let her have it. Fifty forty three. Yeah, jeez. I agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, come on. That's not me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, no, we. Uh, no, I just. I think it was. It just. It was a dominant performance. <clears throat> I'm interested to was. see who's going to step up and become champ now. Well, uh, she she's uh, she, I know I know it was her retirement, and but man, she had a lot to say in the interview at the end. <laughs> well, she the yeah. one part she did say at the you know in her press conference, she said you know from now on it's a pretend belt. No, mm. as soon as you walked away, mm-hmm. it's somebody else's to to win, and when they win it, they are the champ. I don't it doesn't yeah. matter what you did. You know? Yeah. I think. Do you think Dana maybe kind of had a little influence on this? Yeah. You know because, yeah. I mean, like he he talked about. Dana like, gets the, he's going to shut down the featherweights. Yeah. No doubt about it. So mm-hmm. that's out of his hair. Doesn't well, he doesn't have hair? But it's out of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that that's done, and uh, you know now. He's got he's got a good lineup of bantamweights, but his cost just went way down. Oh yeah, <clears throat> way down. Well, I mean, I think I think what you'll have now is you'll have what Juliana Pena versus Raquel Pennington for the vacant title, huh? Probably. You know, Probably. and then I can't believe Holly's still at number three, yeah. 41, 42 years old. You know, and then Caitlin Vieira, Irene Aldana. I mean, like you just saw that. There's really just probably Juliana Pena and Raquel Pennington that are real threats, I think, right now. <clears throat> you get down in there a little bit more. 
Man, I don't even know. You know, we talk about how females MMA is it's it's growing. It's getting it's getting better. The levels are getting better, but they're still they're still far behind. You know, they they had a late start um, yeah. to the prime time. You know, like I said, we what they they started what fourteen years ago is kind of when they really jumped onto the main stage. Um, it just uh, they're still they're still they're still trying to catch up. You know, this when you look at this, their division's not that deep at one thirty five. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But right now it's Juliana and Raquel Pennington and. You know, Holly's there, but Holly's slowed down quite a bit. And then you got Caitlin Vieira. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, one person has got to be a little bit like oh, Kayla Harrison. She oh. just lost the opportunity to have at least uh, multiple locations to go. Man, yeah. More featherweight in the UFC. Yeah, make a weight. I'm being honest. If if I'm Bellator, that that just made my negotiation a little bit easier with Kayla. <clears throat> you you are such a ruthless bitch. <laughs> it's just wrong, John. Wrong. I've been, I've been wrong. I tell you. I've, I've been in promoter meetings, like you know, no, not not with the, they're they're not nice. No. And I've been on the phone, and I've been on the phone when, when you know Joe Silva's talking with my manager about contracts, and that's not nice either. No, there's just there's 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 no love lost. They they no. point out all the things that you do wrong. They don't ever point all out all the, the things flaws. they're doing right. You know, well he needs to do this. Well he should do that. Well he well you know it's like it's no they they don't pull any punches, man. So the reality is is that when I realize I don't have any competition to to bet against. What am I? What am I betting? What, what am I raising the price for? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I know there's a fight to be had there in Bellator with uh, Chris, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's interesting. But you got you got to give it up for Amanda as far as fantastic career. Congratulations mm-hmm. on the retirement. You know, I do think that she's got a lot of things you know set in place. You know, she's got passive income coming in that I know of and stuff. And that's the way to do it. Set yourself up to where you don't have to work. You can go places and do things and get paid for, you know, appearances and things like that. But, yeah, you're not going to get that giant payday like she has. But that's okay. You know what? She's got a whole – she's going to have a whole life with her family that's going to be something that is invaluable as far as money. So – you know, congratulations on a fantastic career. Walking away when you want, walking away as the double champ. Kudos. Kudos to you. Yeah, I think um she hasn't taken a lot of damage throughout her career. She's been kind of the, no. she's been more of the hammer than yep. the nail. Um she and like she does have five losses, but those five losses early in her career were a lot of times just kind of being held down or, you know, controlled or getting tired, <clears throat> getting tired. The that was slowed. a big one with her. Yeah. You know, so I, it was good that she went out on top and it's a good way to walk away, especially having two titles. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if she does try to come back like in a year, year and a half, because I John, hope. these things, these things like, 
you get you fall in love with the with the big checks. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to just sit at home and go, you know what? Yeah, sure, I have passive income coming in, but it's not a lot. <laughs> it's not not comparatively. It's not a lot. No, not comparatively. Know? So it's nice to get that big check in the back and go to the bank and just have your chin up high going, you know what? All right. You know, I'm sorry. Put a hold on that, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know. But good for, good for her. Good career. Fantastic career. You know, we'll see how this uh, this division shakes out after all this. It'll yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, because you look at, like, when she won the title against Misha, and then, you know, she, uh, what, then she, who'd she fight after Misha? Go to her record. Who'd she fight after Misha? Right, right after she fought. Holly. Uh, she fought her. Ronda no, or Holly? I was going. Yeah, Ronda. That's what I thought. Yeah, interesting. And then Valentina, then Raquel, and then uh, Cyborg, and then Holly. Jermaine was the she one that She had I a thought. hell of a run there. Yeah. Against yep. really great competition for the most part. Mm-hmm. She had a hell of a run. And you, you can go into the... <clears throat> and Felicia Spencer was a good fighter, solid fighter, yeah. but very limited as far as she's a ground fighter. Her stand-up wasn't there. Megan Anderson, I'm sorry. No. She just wasn't able to compete with her and stuff. So you had a couple in there. But, you know, Jermaine Durant, Durantamy, mm-hmm. come on. She, in the stand-up? Yeah. Jermaine's a beast. Yep. You know? Holly, always been a very good stand-up fighter. Took her out with a head kick. She beats, you know, the first one to beat, you know, Cyborg in what? I want to say it was 20 fights. Yeah, 13 years or so. some shit. Some crazy yep. amount. The one that shocked me, the I know I know the cyborg one kind of caught everyone off guard, but it, when you're standing and banging and either both of them have power, that that, yeah. that shit could happen. Anything could happen. That's but it. the one that shocked me the most was the Holly Home fight, because out of nowhere yeah. she just she threw the head kick and boom, Lost it landed, and it was over right when it landed. She Let's went talk down. about Charles Oliveira and head kicks. <sighs> Charles, oh. man, come on, man. That's a little segue there. I'm sorry, but no, God, it's perfect. It. Through the fucking dude, yeah. both of those had. And this is where we, you know, people talk about. Oh, it was blocked. It doesn't mean his head didn't get freaking yeah. rattled. Both times, it was those were heavy, heavy kicks that Benil ate, but it affected him both times. Freshen up. Almost time to go, so it's definitely time to move. Hey, John. You use a new Mansky 4.0? Yep, but not there. Only on the pretty parts first. You gotta try it, man. I gained two inches. Two inches? I got two big Johns in here now, baby. Oh, wow. You're a lot better looking than I remember. Here we go! And a lot bigger. That's why they call you Big John! You're pretty sexy. <laughs> There's no little John in here. Yeah, you're pretty sexy too, by the way. That's how you're going? I look pretty good down there. Alright. You actually do look good. I know. Go to manscaped.com slash weighing in to get your lawnmower 4.0. Follow the link in the description. Your balls will thank you. 
no, I, I expected, I expected the boxing to be a little bit tight. Uh, the advantage to be for Charles with the boxing because he holds everything a lot tighter. He throws his hooks well, straight punches, more accurate uppercuts. Yes, he's more accurate. He's like a sniper with his boxing. And uh, but then the head kick came quick, and Benil was able to block, but just with one glove. You've always got to try to get that other arm across. He just he seemed like on the feet. Benil was a little too wide, a little too loopy, and Charles was able to capitalize on it. And the head kicks came right after. It was pretty impressive. Damn you, Dave. Oh, <laughs> oh no, we're, we're la- inside joke is yesterday we were asking what time to film. And I said uh, 6 a.m. And Dave goes, well, five would be better so we can get it fully uploaded and get it up on the on the thing and make some clips. I'm like, all right, so 5 a.m. it is. I'm like, I don't want to hear any complaining about my yawning then. <laughs> he did. Started I don't want to hear anything about my yawning. Well, oh, yeah. I haven't said a word. Yeah, <laughs> but Charles Charles is a stud, man. And is this enough to get him an automatic title shot? Yeah, it is. You came about you that performance against a guy that had eight straight wins. Let's just be honest. That is the performance, and it's not only the performance, Josh. It's the package. Take a look at the entire thing because when he got on the mic, the dude was gold. First off, he. He got DC giving an interview. He's doing a good job. And you got the interpreter there. And as soon as DC gets done, he takes the mic, you know, and he starts talking English. And we know for how long Charles doesn't speak English. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) There he does now. Yeah. And man, he did a good job. And he got that Canadian crowd loved him. And he had them in the palm of his hand. And by the end, when he sits there and, you know, know, DC says that, you know, Islam Makhachev, the champ, has tweeted just tweeted something out, you know, and you know who's the champ? You you people yeah. tell me who's the dude? Gold. Yeah, that's what you're looking for if you're a promoter. You can sell that. That's what they want, and he's giving it to him. If you go back to the way Charles used to be, he was quiet. Yeah, he was super respectful always, but very quiet. Didn't say a lot. Didn't talk about his opponent in any way. You know. That was just not part of him, and he. I know it's weird, but you know, I've 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 been around Hoist my you know, for thirty some years now, and and you know know his mannerisms and things and the way he does certain things, and, and Hoist is super respectful, but he's got that side of him where when someone says that he could beat him, you know, Hoist gets you know, and what, and now I'm I'm seeing he sounds like him. Yeah, he does. He's saying I'm like Charles got it. Way to go, dude. Yeah. He, dude, he looked fantastic. Yeah, I think Charles did everything right. I mean, he went out there, performed. I got, I got a little concerned, and I heard the commentary saying the same thing. Like, why is he on his back? Why is he not trying to get back up? That was because I wouldn't say he part. was. I wouldn't say he was taking a lot of damage, but a couple of those shots snuck through. He took some shots. Yeah, and so with Charles, I felt like he could have got up at any moment, and when he did try to finally get up, he was able to pop right back to his feet. So it was a, it was a. I was wondering what his strategy was. I felt like he tried to do like a lateral drop or a little bit of a throw. He did. And when he couldn't get it, he just pulled him into work. guard. He just pulled guard. That's yeah, right. yeah. But um, but you, but this is what people got to realize, and you can explain it. Look, when you're on your back and all those punches are coming, and you're 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 moving, and you're allowing a lot of them to hit the canvas. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, Josh, and you know it's true. 
you're trying to hold your head up because you don't want your head right against the canvas because it is a thudding feel mm -hmm. when there's no give. The only thing that gives is your skull, basically. <laughs> and if you're holding your head at times, you'll get hit so hard that you not only get hit by the shot, then you get hit by the canvas because it, the shot drives your head mm -hmm. down onto the <clears throat> canvas and you get that coup contra coup. It's not a good you know, place to be. No, it's not. But I mean, like he, not you know, with someone like Benil that can stop your submissions. This is true. Sorry. You know, I was expecting Benil to to be a little bit more aggressive on trying to pass, trying to get to three quarter mount, trying to get to mount, whatever it was. Uh, but he was content with just staying in the guard. Yeah. And when I when I go back and I watched uh, the Islam fight, Islam went right to passing the guard as soon as he went into like went to try to as soon as he dropped him and he jumped in. He went right to trying to pass the guard, went right to the side yeah. choke, went right to trying to get a submission. Um, yeah, he sliced through. Whereas Benil focused on doing the damage instead of controlling the position and trying to get to a position where he could try to get either a side choke or try to get to mount or side control and cause, cause a little bit more of a, a scramble in the grappling area. I expected, I expected Benil to, I don't know, be able to land a little bit more. He, it just was very... It opened my eyes when you have someone who is a sniper, someone who is very tight with his technique and Charles Oliveira. You've got someone who is a gamer and a dog, and but he's very wide with his technique. When you see them finally together inside the cage, it was very evident that Charles is just a lot better technician. And those big, those big loopy shots or the the wasted movements really at the top level. Work when against the you. looping shot doesn't hit, it leaves you open. Yeah. And that's the person that is technically good and throws yeah. straight shots, they get there fast. Yeah. You know? and it was, come on. I, I wanted that. This is the other thing. I and mean, I know it didn't take, I know it didn't need, but I was realizing right when I sat down, I'm like, this is only a three round fight. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, I said this is this will probably favor Benil a lot more. I mean, it didn't, but but you know, like in my mind, I'm like, you would. Th this is my my thing when they were talking about doing co-main events or even main events as five round fights. When back in the day, I said, I go, um, when there's like a title eliminator, that should you would think it'd be a five round fight. <clears throat> you know, yeah. I know you didn't need the five rounds, but it makes sense. But then they randomly will have five round fights for fights that they really they really want to see five rounds for. I feel like you've got to set a standard, like on hey, if it's going to be the winner of this is basically we've kind of announced going to fight for the title next. It should be a five round fight. So you would have had two, you would have had a five round co main event and then a five round main event. What do you think? Uh, no, no, <laughs> he said no. Yeah, it's well, it's tough because you're taking a look at any time you you're putting yourself into more rounds. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a difference yeah. in your training. Mm -hmm. And if those rounds do occur, it's a difference in your career. So I'm always in that. I'm okay with it in the championship fights. I'm okay with saying, hey, it's the main event. I understand. You're, you're the you're the person in that position to, to hold that card and do something. Okay. Now we're going to say, well, it's, you know, if you're a co-main or you have the title, you know, contender fight, man. You know, you're you're taking time away from someone's career possibly with those. So that's yeah. it's one of those I'm a little bit iffy on, but I like it for me personally as a fan. I don't like it for the fighter. No, I agree. I agree with that. 
Uh, the one, the kid that I think stole the show though that night was I know Charles had a great performance and he was the biggest what, probably crowd favorite. One thing, go ahead. One, of the, this is one of the things that there was a moment in that Charles fight that people. It's right at the end. You got to notice. This is when you look at someone. You go, here's here's your levels and understanding. Benil Darius did a beautiful roll through when he got hurt. You saw that roll through. Yep. And you watched Charles. He took both hands and just rode and put both hands to the ground. Didn't try to hold on to Benil at all and just rode on top. And you look and you go, and that's why he's a world-class grappler. Yeah. He knows exactly where's my balance point. How do I get myself just right on top? And I love that moment when he did that. I was like, God, that was beautiful. Yeah. Because that's what kept him right where he wanted to be. And it was just... I mean, little little things that you look at and you go, God damn, that's why you're as good as you are. So, just wanted to put that one out there. No, I get it. I no, I understanding like your balancing points when you're in the top position. Understanding like, hey, he's gonna have to kick me this way or bring me back this way, and just kind of ride, like you said, riding the wave. And um, you know, putting just making surfing sure right on top of that it. You come out on top in a position that doesn't put you in jeopardy. Yep. So I mean he's he's fantastic man like I said he's got the most submissions in in the UFC history I think he's going to continue on for quite a while um, he's got I mean he, he's extremely marketable extremely marketable right now I, you and I were talking about off air unbelievable <clears throat> I said you know I said this when he fought Islam and I I'm say it again when he fought Benil if your if your kids are looking for role models I mean the two of them Benil. Charles, Islam, like those three guys seem to represent Dustin Poirier. Like they seem to represent their weight class in the sport at the highest level and with respect. And I love it, man. I love it. Yep. So watching these guys go out there and, and just be respectful to each other. I love how Charles, he gets in the cage and he circles around, but he always gives his opponent a hug or says hi to the corners and then moves on. You know what I mean? Cause at the end of the day, well, I've said this, I don't know how many times when we're done, when we're done fighting, like within a couple of years, no one's gonna fucking remember you. Like it's, you know, and even if they do remember you, it's not gonna be the same. The younger oh. guys are gonna be like, nah, there's that old guy. You're nothing. Who's he? back? Yeah, Who's yeah. That? Yep. What did he do? <laughs> no matter what. Beat? Yeah. No matter what, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like that. It's. It's gonna happen to John Jones. It's gonna happen Fuck to yes. you know. It's gonna happen, happen to, to Charles. It's gonna happen to everybody. Happens to everybody. You know, the younger guys walk past you and they go, yeah, you know, I know you used to be great, you know, but th we've gotten better I'd since you. Fuck you up now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know. Oh, well. Uh, okay, next fight. Look at Mike Malott from Canada came out and uh, put it on. Adam, if you get just. <sighs> they were. Fugit has had a couple of good fights. He just was too slow in this fight he didn't have the speed to stay with Malat, and uh, you know Malat jumped on that that guillotine beautifully dc actually called it you know when he went oh, it's alpha male <laughs> he's right you know it was good yeah and uh he just looked like this was his moment to put that step forward mm -hmm. you know I understand, you know, why they put him on the main card, but still, he he's not main card material for a pay per view. But you had to have some something there, and you know, trying to push, you know, the Canadian uh, fighters and agenda, and that's part of what the UFC does when they 
go to different places. You got to make the fans happy and stuff. And they were obviously very happy with Mike Malott being in that position. And he, he performed. Yeah. I mean, I thought he did everything well. I thought, um, he did, you know, he, he came did. out, he seemed like he was composed. You could tell in the and first he even, round. He, he even did a fantastic job on his walkout, avoiding the railing <laughs> falling with all those people trying uh, to reach over. That was, that was, uh, could have been tragic, but good thing that nobody, I guess, got hurt. He didn't get hurt because it could have, that fight couldn't even have happened. Yeah, he fought crazy. He, he fought good. You could tell there were some nerves with him in that first round. You know, he yeah. wanted to wanted to be exciting, but he also wanted to stay composed. He didn't want to blow his wad. He didn't want to go out there and do too much. And yeah. but then in the second round, I think the first round jitters got out of him. Took a couple deep breaths, came out and had a fantastic combination. Then jumped on the army and guillotine. Very nice. I love how he yeah, wrapped his, it too. Yeah, his corner, his corner. Look, look, you're way faster. Mm-hmm. You're stronger. You get to take down whenever you want. This is yours. Go have fun. Yeah, that's in the second round. That's what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a good look to him. He's marketable. Um, you know, he's got a country kind of now behind him. Now he's been on the main stage. You know, I think uh, they could do. They're trying to put him. a little bit of weight on him, though. Yeah, they they need to. They, they need to slow him up a little bit because I know you go for pay per view. Now you got you got to be careful. You know how much more do we, do we do with you? What do we do with you? And so it's going to be. They're putting a little bit of weight on him, saying, "Oh, is he the next guy? Who, who are they comparing him to?" Uh what GSP? GSP. Ah, that's. Oh, you're the next. You're the next one to hold the banner for Canada. Come on, man! Don't don't world. put that kind of weight on him. That's just I, not fair. I like his name though. His nickname proper. Yeah, proper. <laughs> uh, Connor, Connor will be suing soon. Oh, soon, soon. <laughs> Good for him. Good fight. And then on to the next one. Next. Dan Ige taking on the train. Nate Landwehr. You know, you just, I love, first off, I, you, you, we both love Dan Ige. Mm-hmm. And it's because if you've ever been around him, he's humble. He's. Just got nothing but respect for people. He's a hard worker, and he comes out and he fights. Yeah, you know, and uh, he, uh, you know, going on. This was this was, in my opinion, this was a difficult fight for him as far as just his position, and knowing that Landwehr had had gained confidence and was on a roll, and is awkward. And anytime you fight someone that's awkward, it becomes sometimes difficult based yeah. upon. They just do things different than everyone else. You're trying to adjust to what they do. And Ige came out and was as composed and under control and not being super aggressive, which we've seen him in the past. Mm-hmm. It was his composure that I thought made him look really good because he just he was taking his time. He was not overly pressing. And when the shots landed, with especially with the left hook, he, he looked like Joe Frazier Jr., man. You know, Joe Frazier used to say his left hook would knock, you know, you know, walnuts out of the tree. Well, guess what? Dan Ige's got that same in the featherweight. That that left hook put him down multiple times, did damage it. And the second time, Landwehr was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt bad. The first one, a little bit off balance too, but second one, he was hurt. And I and you gotta give it to Landwehr that third round, man. He came out, he was he was trying to look for the shot. He was yeah. going for the finish. He was trying to do what he could, man. Never a, a moment that he was not trying to win that fight. Really a good performance. He just wasn't able to stand with 
the the power made the difference. Yeah, the tight <clears throat> the tighter boxing was a, was a big difference. Like it was almost like yeah. in the Charles fight, whereas Landwehr was more loopy, a little bit more open, um, loading up a little bit more, uh, showing signs that he was gonna he was gonna throw. Whereas Dan was very tight with his defense, slid in, slid out kind of thing, and nice, mainly nice just face. slid in. Nice face. Beautiful job of taking his head off the center line at times, the way he moved. Beautifully done. Yeah, I mean, Dan just, he looked good. That left hook found its mark several times. And uh, I would like to have seen Dan mix up a little bit more of the wrestling, though. Throw in a couple takedown attempts to open up the hands a little bit more um, as that as the takedowns start having an effect, start making Nate think about the takedowns. All those things play a factor when you're trying to finish guys is threatening all aspects of the game. And I expected yeah. Dan to use a little bit more of the the clinching, the grimy, all that stuff. But I thought he had a good performance. You know, um what I like is that's really good for a guy that's got a good ground game, he just doesn't no. he doesn't go there. But what I also like about him is that at the end he's like, look, I got a little tired in the third. You know, I gotta work on that. And uh, being honest with yourself is, is key if you want to have um, growth and success. <clears throat> and Dan does that. He, he's very open about what he needs to work on, and uh, it looked it looks good. I thought I thought he looked impressive. Good win for him. And hey, next fight. How, let me ask you this: How far back do you think Landwehr goes with that loss? I mean, he's not even in the rankings. So he, I know, but he was right there at the rankings. Yeah, and if he had if he had gotten that win, he would have been in the rankings. How far back does he go? I mean, I think I think you give him Alex Caceres next. Wow, <clears throat> you don't like fucking Nate Landwehr. I, I think, but then on the feet, it would be a good fight on the feet. They're both press each other. I think Caceres is tough, but Dan, I think he's be- I think Dan's a little bit better than Alex Caceres. Give give another shot at the at the uh, at the rankings, you know. But I mean, you don't want him fighting Edson Barboza; he'd be target practice. Um, but I think Bryce Mitchell, Evaloff, Tapuria, Chikatse, all of them will beat him. So if you're gonna give him someone to try to get him in the top fifteen, I think Alice probably beats him. But at least you're giving him a shot at someone that's realistic. The other fighters. Uh, Sadiq Youssef, all those guys, those are all just, they're tough, tough fights for him. Stylistically, not a good matchup for him at all. So if you want to get him in the rankings, his style does is very limited on what he can do in terms of against the guys that right now are that are in the top 15. You know, for his guy for him to beat was going to be Dan or it's going to be Caceres. I mean, you could get up into that, you know, Korean zombie, but Korean, Korean zombie got power, man. He's got cardio. There's one thing you could say. Landwehr shows he's he's got whiskers. You know, he could be put down, but he he hangs in there and he he fights. So he's got a good chin. But I agree with you. It's not. It's it's going to be a, a hard road. You know, getting into that top fifteen and where yeah. do you go once you're there? Not easy. Yeah, yeah. He's got his work cut out for him though. So, but I think the Caceres fight, Dan would have been the guy. You know, could have put. But you start getting them up into that Korean zombie and anything up there, man. Those guys, they've got power. They're conditioned for five rounds. They're studs. That's, that division stacked. Yep. All right, we had your boy, Eric Anders, taking on Mark andre Barrio. That was a really good fight. Yeah. Really, you talk about, man, you, you're, you're looking at and going, and I said, you know, both guys, last couple, you know, I think two and two, one and two. Why is that the start? But, boy... 
they put on a performance. They both went after it. I, I never saw, in my opinion, Anders look better as far <clears throat> as fighting the way that he needed to fight, not being tired, not getting tired. He took some, you know, a couple of fouls in there that, you know, yeah. were obviously unintentional. And I thought uh, Valel was right in not taking the points. Yeah. On the second one and stuff, which he was thinking about, but thought about it and said, not enough damage. Smart move. Um, but, man, good fight. Yeah. Tough fight. Tough <clears throat> fight. I, I thought they both came to fight. I thought Eric Anders looked fantastic. His conditioning looked great. I was expecting yep. him. You know, he tends to blow his water in the first round and slow down so much in the second and third that it leaves the rounds, you know, up to the judges to really try to make the decision. Uh, but he, he kept bringing it. I had Eric Anders win in the second round, so it was 29-20. So did I. But I still had uh, Mark andre uh, winning the fight. <clears throat> I had the same thing. You know, I that. had uh, uh, Mark Andre wins the first round. He got a, starting it off with a beautiful uh, shot that hurt Anders. You know, landed good things throughout. I thought Anders came back and won the second round, and I thought Mark Andre landed the cleaner, crisper shots in the third, and he he takes the fight. So as you, long as the right guy wins, yeah, the right guy won. Um, yep. What did you think on the Jaron Valel uh, not taking a point? I thought it was the right thing to do. I thought so too. You know, and and this is why what you're trying to do is first off you have to look at how does the foul take place. Mm -hmm. Was there any intent? Well, when a guy's throwing his knee up to try to knee the body, you know that front leg can swing forward, and that's what happened. So was there any intent? No intent. How much damage? That's really what you're looking at because there comes a point where you can say. Look, there was so much damage based upon that foul that I need to take a point to try to even this playing field out because I have one fighter that's received a blow that has absolutely diminished their ability in this fight. And now I'm going to let another guy have that blow and go on from there without any penalty. So mm -hmm. you look and you go, did that blow have that much effect on Eric Anders? No, you could see that it didn't. Yeah. You could see by his body language, the way he was moving. You know when someone gets, and you can, you know, the one thing that you can't, you don't, you know, hear and you can't tell when you're watching on TV and even when you're at the fights for the most part, unless you're right up ringside, you can't hear that groin shot. But as the referee, oh, you hear it and you hear how hard it hits. You know, there's ones that you hear that you go, yeah, that hit the cup, and you kind of look inside and you say, you know, hey, watch the groin, and, and both guys will just keep moving. But it hit. You could hear it. And then there's the ones that you go, you know, stop time. Oh, my yeah. God. Did he break <clears throat> his cup? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stuff. So I thought Jared, you know, he's saying, you know, what he was doing by talking to the commission is he's at least telling the commission, hey, I'm thinking about this. Let's see what Let's see what goes on. And I don't know if it was Jason Herzog that actually, you know, he was on the replay and he's the one that said, I don't think so. Or what if it was Jaron's call, but Jaron made the call in the cage. That's the one that counts. And he did not take the point. And I don't, I thought that was the right call overall based upon the amount of damage. Do you, do you look at it just in the one, <clears throat> just in the one growing shot? Because when I look at it, the, the second one was the harder one. And the first one though, kind of like, was more on the hip a little bit in the inside leg inside so that when was on the hip 
was an inside leg kick. Yeah, but like the foot barely, like I wouldn't even say it really up. hit the, yeah, it really even hit the cup area. But I mean, it was in that, it was in that area a little bit. So it didn't land as clean. The second one, it was like shin or foot to the, to the cup and coming up. Well, the second motion. one is the one, it's an upward motion. And yeah. That's the ones that you look and you go, it can cause more damage. Yeah. But in my opinion, it was handled the proper way. Yeah. The way it should have been. And that's why uh, he didn't take the points. I thought it was the right call. Yeah. I thought he did a good job on that. Good. Good for him and Herzog working together. Teamwork. 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 <clears throat> it's all about teamwork. It's about getting uh, it right. That's the most important thing. But great, great opening fight. Great way to start the card. You know, if you're looking and you say, man, we've got to have a barber. Well, you had a good one, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys put it out there. All right. Nazardine Imamov against Chris Curtis ended in a no contest. And it should have. Unfortunately, <clears throat> but... Chris Curtis is, uh, you know, look, he's a southpaw, and many times when southpaws and orthodox guys come together, we get that clash of heads inside. It's uh, something that happens. You don't get it as much. You you can, obviously, with someone that's, you know, orthodox, orthodox, or southpaw, southpaw. You know about those. Mm-hmm. But you're always looking for it when you have that southpaw versus orthodox stance because it just – it's just their way their heads move and how they're trying to you know get into a scoring position. Yeah, this happened. I, I thought Imovov was definitely winning the fight. He yeah. looked clean. He looked good. Um, he was back. You know, it was Chris wasn't. I think Chris tried to establish almost the same type of uh, fight plan and game plan that uh, his teammate in Strickland imposed against Imovov. He just wasn't able to do it. Uh, the length of Imovov gave him problems. And so Chris was working hard. You know, when the um, the cut and the head clash <clears> occurred, <throat> you know, you, you could see it right away. I mean, the, and again, see, there's something, there's something that happened. I tried, you know, with commissions, I tried to make it to where it was a rule that if you had this type of incident where you have an accidental clash of the heads, and we have a cut caused by what is a foul that you could actually bring a cut man in, have them work on the cut, stop the bleeding, put some Vaseline on it, and allow that fighter not to have blood going in their eye so you could see if possibly you could get the fight going again. And it's only fair because it was a foul that caused the cut. They didn't go for it. No, 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 no. It's called common sense, but common sense isn't common around here. And this is why you had Chris Curtis, you know, not being able to go on in the fight. Why? Why is he seeing blurry, Josh? Because there's blood in his eye. If you've ever had blood in your eye, oh, it's cool, like cool. this, you know, it it clouds your vision as oh, far yeah. as you know. It's like this film, <clears throat> you know. Anybody that's ever had blood in their eye, you you know exactly. You blink and you're blinking. You're trying to clear it out because it's like this mm-hmm. sticky crap. Yeah. No. Oh yeah. It's unfortunate. Yeah, the Tony Ferguson fight, man. I had so much blood in my eyes. It was like a, <clears throat> it was like a halo of red, just around Tony. I couldn't see the cage. I yeah. couldn't see the yeah. crowd. You, fra- I, you, you framed him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I felt like I was in a dream, more like a fucking nightmare. But it was, it was just like a halo of red, like pinkish red, all just around him, and it was just. 
It sucked. Yeah. Um, but no, I understand. <clears throat> I'm surprised that they didn't let him have like water to wash it out. You can't, they did. They gave him a wet towel. Yeah. But and you see, need to like pour what, water in your. In this your is face. what I'm talking about. It should be. It makes sense. The cut was caused by a foul. Why not have someone come in and be able to clear that out? So he's not at a deficit. He's already been at a deficit that his head got rattled from the the clash of heads. Maybe Imavos got rattled too, but he's the one that's come out with a cut. Let's. Try to take care of the cut. Make sure the cut doesn't affect the fight because it wasn't a legal blow that caused it, so it shouldn't have an effect on the fight. Clean it up, work on it, let him have a clear, you know, vision, and then let him go back in the fight. And he would have been able to fight because he was wanting to. Yeah, he wasn't trying to get out of that. Yeah, I, it just <clears throat> DC said it on air, and he said it kind of worked out. For, yeah, for Chris Curtis. Because yeah, but if you're Chris, if you're Chris Curtis, you're thinking, dude, all I need is one. No, I get it. All, all I need is one, and I got another round to go. All I need is one. I know, John, but he was not fine in the range. He wasn't fine in the mark. I'm, he was. I I totally agree with you. Th- for someone who had a hundred percent takedown defense, he got taken down pretty easily. Like it just, it was uh it was it what it didn't seem like it, things were going his way. Just wasn't his night. And so, if you think about it, it kind of uh. He got his show money and didn't get a loss on his record. Yeah, but that but that's the problem is people, you know, then that's that's why he's sitting there saying, No, I want I want Yeah. He's looking at I want I need I know I want both. <laughs> How many times guy fighters mentally spend that money, man? Oh yeah. I'm telling you, you you you, you talk to fighters, how much are you gonna make? I dude, I get a hundred and a hundred, like two hundred thousand dollars is what I'm making in this fight. Well, you're getting a hundred to show. Yeah, but a hundred thousand ones that you and so they've already mentally spent that. It's gone. And so oh, yeah. they, you know, that second, you know, check, man, trust me, hmm. they have mentally spent that some bitch and I do not want to walk away without it. So, yeah. Well, you think they'll put this fight back together? I do. I do think they're going to put it back together. I think eventually down the road, it may not be right away or something, but I think that that fight you're going to see within, uh, and within a year, you'll see that fight again. Huh. I, if I'm Chris Curtis, I'm not taking that fight. <laughs> I'm like, nah, you know. Nah. Eh, somebody else. Been there. You know, somebody Done else. That. Next fight. Jasmine Jazdavicius against Miranda Maverick. Man, I'll tell you what. That was a performance. Yeah. She was on a mission, and she looked great. You know, we knew she had good wrestling. That was always her, her thing and stuff, but man. Her stand-up, she reminded me, do you remember when uh, Stipe Miocic knocked out Fabricio Verdum? How fast Fabricio was coming forward in that when he mm-hmm. got clipped? Yeah. And there was a moment in that, you know, she was doing the same thing, throwing shots. She had a nasty look on her face, and she's going. And I'm thinking, you need to slow down a little yeah. bit. Don't go overextend, you know. But she, you know, she made it through it, and she really, uh, she mentally broke you know, Miranda Maverick. Yeah. She really did. You know, me, people can sit there and say what they did, but, you know, Maverick's corner in, in uh, Elliot Marshall is telling her, you know, you do not get into a grappling scenario. Tell me you're not going to grapple. And she, you know, not going to grapple. Okay. And at a certain point, she got into grappling. Yeah. Because 
she's getting beat on the feet. She couldn't take the pressure anymore on the feet. Mm-hmm. And I understand it, and I, I don't blame her. I'm not saying anything bad about it. But that was where you look and you go, yep, yeah. Jasmine just dominated her in that fight. Not something I thought was going to happen. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't think so either when we did the, the lead-up to this on the midweek show. I was like, Miranda Maverick, if she can get this fight to the ground, in the top position, yeah. I think she'll be able top to. Position. She'll be able to control yeah. it and probably get to the submission and at least break her down. Whether it was mount, whether it was the back, whatever it was, and threaten enough submissions to probably win. I thought around. she was going to be better on the feet. Better on I the did. feet. I thought she'd be better on the feet yeah. also. She just yeah. had a hard time dealing with the reach and the range. Couldn't get in there. Yeah, took some too, took too many shots. Yeah. Um, John. But the next fight, what's funny to me. Is I'm sitting there looking at the fight, and I know Sahabi's not like really a name that's like it's there's like not a lot out there in terms of in the MMA world. I'm like, is that Faraz's brother? And you you verify that it is. And then I saw them in the cage together afterwards, which makes sense. Yeah. But there was one moment right before the fight started where Sahabi is like kind of like the camera's right on him, right directly in front of him, and for a split second. I'm like, oh, he's Canadian. Don't do it. I said, don't do it. He looks like Ariel Hawani. <laughs> he might be Ariel's brother. <laughs> he might be Ariel's brother. <laughs> and not that Zahavi, not not that Faraz looks like Ariel, but it just started all these all these things that I'm like, wait, Canadian, kind of look a little bit alike. I, I don't know. So I just all these things started going through my mind. I was like, okay, Zahavi the last name, so it's Faraz's brother probably. And then I saw Faraz in the corner. But then I'm like, in a moment, though, in the very beginning, when they're introducing him, I'm like, wait, he could be related to Ariel Hawani. <laughs> just the way he kind of looked a little bit. Anyways, and that's not a dig. It's not a dig, everybody. Okay, Just uh, for a moment, it caught me off guard. I was like, you know what? This this guy could be related to Ariel and, and Zahabi. <laughs> we'll just call him Ariel Zahabi. Ariel but, Zahabi. That's funny. No, um, no I'm a, good performance. had a great fight. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Quick. You know, what, about a minute, minute four or something like yeah, that? Into yeah, there, You know, but that left hand just crushed. Crushed Aori. Just just decimated him. Beautiful job. Yeah, I mean, there's not much we can talk about in terms of the fight. He just he landed a clean shot right away. Got Did what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, any other fights on here you want to talk about? No, but I, I do want to say this, you know, and people... They don't understand, but there was a. I had someone ask me a question about who is the monster who is checking the <laughs> fighters, okay? Because uh, you saw that you know a lot of the fighters, and it was great. Danny Ige looked up and said, "Holy shit!" Right? <laughs> There's a guy named Phil Coldike. He's seven foot tall. Oh, he is an official there. Uh, he he's actually out of Regina, in uh, Saskatchewan. Wait, say that again. Regina. Regina. It's a city in Canada. Regina. Uh, but all those guys, Mitchell Kadic, who is, he's the Japanese necktie king. He's the guy you saw with the beard. Uh, Phil Koldike. Syram uh, uh, was the other guy you saw. John Cooper. All those guys, you know, I taught them, you know, for years and stuff. And Phil Koldike is, uh, he's a good grappler. He, he grappled for a long time and stuff. Uh, it's cold dyke. It's K. There you go. Um, but he is seven foot tall. He's a big dude. Oh, no. uh, he actually fought, you know, but uh, um, it was good seeing them all get to work and, and uh, do stuff. That's, that's Phil right there. 
Crazy dude. Fun, fun guy though. Hmm. But all, all those guys, they did a really good job. They, uh, they did their commission proud and worked well. And, uh, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I'm going to give a little honorable mention to the, to the Ursig kid that came from Australia, took the fight on what? 10 oh, yeah. days notice. Yeah. Fought, fought a fought ranked, well. fought a ranked opponent and fought well. You know, he, yeah. uh, I think, I think cautious. you're going to, yeah, a little cautious, but I think he was cautious because he didn't want to get tired. You know, Might've I mean, been. 10 days. I mean, he had to fight at a pace that he could control, which I'm surprised yeah. that Dvork didn't like try to press the action, make him tired. When at the end, it was actually Dvork who was more tired. It seemed like he just couldn't get yeah. off. He couldn't, you know, he wasn't, he was getting beat to the punch. And I thought Ersig looked good, man. Very nice performance. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to the, welcome to good the top point. 10. Welcome to good the, point. welcome to the rankings, man. Your first fight in debut. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, before we get started on anything else and some news, go to onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe to us over there for free. Uh, John and I are the first uh, podcast that they have ever worked with. Naked we are podcast. The, yep, we are the first. And so, you know, the, like I've said before, man, you never forget your first. So head on over to, to onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. Subscribe to us over there. Hey, we are free. We are free. So just come on over. Subscribe to us there, and uh, we do our fans Q and A there. We do uh, we do live shows on there. We do it on OFTV as well. So check us all out over there. And uh, like I said, it's free. Onlyfans.com slash Wayne in. What else, Dave? You got for us? Yeah, PFL that happened on Friday. PFL four from Atlanta, man. I'll tell you what, there was there was some uh, surprises in this one. You take a look at the the main event. Brendan Lochnane going against Jesus Pinedo. I'll tell you what, this is why you fight the fight because I never would have thought Pinedo was no. going to beat him and he hit that, hit him with that freaking knee and he had Lochnane just not knowing where he was or who he was. You know, the hammer fist at the end, you know, yeah, weren't even needed. But big win for Pinedo. You know, I... What caught me off guard with this thing was as I was watching the fight, Pinedo was on the retreat. Lockname was walking yep. him down. Pinedo was, you know, throwing one shot moving, one shot moving. But there was a couple little shots that kind of grazed uh, Brendan. Lockname? Yeah. And, a little bit stung? And it looked like he wobbled a little bit or he just got kind of off balance or something happened. And it seemed like every shot after that, whether it grazed him, the knee, just it had a huge effect on him. So now I don't know if just Pinedo has power or just caught him in the right spots, caught caught, caught Brandon Lochnane in the right spot. But there was something going on with, with Lochnane. Just every time he got hit, it seemed like it kind of wobbled him a little. So either Pinedo's got power or, or Lochnane just maybe cut cut too much weight. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses at all. I'm not. I, I dude, just, you, it caught me off guard, you, you John. Be, you being surprised was not the only one. I was surprised. Did you see Chris Wade? Chris Wade was like, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. This is why you fight the fight. So, but you know what's funny is Chris Wade's not in the tournament. Or he's not in the semis because he, he needed Lockname to lose, but not to get finished. Yeah. So, Pinedo's Point, now in. Wise. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, crazy. See, I don't know. See, man. this is where I, I just look at it. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, 
no. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you had, you had uh, Kabalayev, Movlid, mm-hmm. Kabalayev against Tyler Diamond. I, you know, we both thought that uh, Kabalayev yeah. was too much for Tyler Diamond. He was. Yeah. I really got to give it to, to Diamond. Mm-hmm. He did a good job of defending himself. He did a good job of slowing uh, Movlid down as far as what he was able to do. He just... It was just time and pressure that you know, caught him in a bad place, and finally he got that arm across. He tried that multiple times throughout. You could see him working for it. But yeah. Tyler Diamond did a good job of defending. He just eventually, you know, got to the point where, you know, got a little bit wore down. But look at Movlet is, he's a beast. Yeah. No, in he that, is. He is. In that featherweight division, man. You know, he, he, he wins he wins that, that million dollars, then he goes away for a year, and then he decides, okay, I'll come back now. And then we'll see if he wins it again this year because he's right in position to do it again. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, his biggest threat was probably Lockdown, you know? I mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Bubba's in there. You know, Bubba's in the fi- in the semifinals. Yep. Uh, nice Pinedo's joke. in the semifinals. And who, who else? There's one other, Movlid, and there's one other guy. I think Pinedo. No, there's Pinedo, Bubba, and Movlid. Who's the third? Who's the fourth guy? I'm trying to think of who the fourth yeah. guy is. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. I think. Look, Bubba's been knocking on the door the last three years. He's been in the finals, or in the, he's been right Bubba. there. You're right. He is, and he's he's really gotten better. But, and he's a you know he's a fantastic wrestler. But I don't think he's beating Kabalayev. Yeah, we're gonna see. I mean, the wrestling might be a key factor. He's just got to make sure he True. paces himself. But uh, yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who it would be. There's a fourth person. <laughs> do, you, do you want my AM? Nah. There we go. So, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. No, no, no. Oh, Braga. I think it was Braga. It is Braga. Yeah, I gave it Braga, Braga had a great, you know, yep. big win. You know, ah, that one. That one bothers me still. And what else you got? How many times? You had uh, let, let's talk about Braga because Braga f- took on Marlon Marais. Yep. Um, look, throughout it, you could see Braga was you know he was just landing, waiting, and landing hard shots when he landed. You know, and you saw you saw Marlon get stung multiple times in that where you, he got rocked. You know, <clears throat> gave a little tell that oh that hurt me, and then when he got you know hit with the the shots that you know ended up stopping the fight mm-hmm. he was he was buzzed he had no idea where he was at and yeah uh, he re- he retired off of it and you know we had, we had quite a few retirements this you know weekend you had you know marlon you had obviously amanda nunez you even had damn uh bigfoot silva coming back and having another fight and losing again you know it comes that point where it's not worth it, man. You got to give it up. You know, it's father time, father yeah. time beats everyone, and that's why I love the fact that Amanda went out when she did. She went out on top with a win, looking you know as good as you can win with be with two two belts. Don't come back. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, leave on top and enjoy it. You know. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, what other fights on here you want to chat about? Oh, on this one, I thought Joshua Silveira, you know, uh, he was fighting well. The whole thing with, you know, the knee injury and stuff you know, happens and stuff. But 
he's going to be that guy that is going to stick in the light heavyweight division for the PFL. He's going to be in the top section for, you know, a while to come. So I thought that was a good, uh, you know, good thing that he won. He, he got, got the points he needs. He'll be in that tournament. But Chris Wade going against uh, Kudo, you know, this is where we were talking about. Yeah, I, lo- I think Kudo's a good fighter. Just Chris Wade is the wrong style for him. Yeah. Chris Wade's the better wrestler. He's actually, I think, better on the ground, and he proved it. Yep. No, Chris is good, man. He's good all the way around. He's got he good power good. in his hands. He's got good wrestling, good takedown defense, as well as his takedowns. And he's got submission threats. No, he's yeah. a very well-round fighter. So he's been right there at the top in the finals and all these other things, and, and uh, just he's got to get over the hump. You know? We had talked about the you know Andrew Dirty Sanchez going up against Taylor Johnson. I thought that would be a competitive fight. It was. It was you know either guy could have won that fight, split decision, but a uh, good fight for the both of them. Hi, right, Dave. What else you got for us? Some news. Do you guys want to touch on any of the boxing at all? Yeah, you know uh, Taylor Lopez. I don't. It's, it's. I'm reading the headlines. His official scorecard: judges nearly get it wrong in Teofimo uh, uh, Lopez win. I mean, because the fight was close, but it wasn't, it really wasn't that close. I mean, that's probably what they're referring to. 115, yes. 113. I had on two low- cards. 117, 111 on one card. Yeah. I mean, like, Lopez just looked good. He looked like he was, he obviously was the faster fighter. Um, he, he was more of a sniper, touching him with the uppercuts, hitting him with the nice combinations, and then getting offline or just clinching until they broke. Taylor was loading up a little bit too much, was trying to, press him to the fence, smothering his shots, not able to land the hard, clean shots that he should have been able to. He wasn't giving him that. It was If he gave him, if he was taking away his his ability to land the clean shot because he was smothering things, but Lopez was, like I said, the sniper, the one that as you would come in, he would hit you, boom, a little uppercut, then he hit you a little, a little shot to the body and come back up top to the head. He looked really good, Lopez did. So I, it's, it's going to be... Um, I, you think just, the talk got to Taylor? Nah, no, I think the whole, the whole thing with Lopez saying, you know, you know, I'm gonna kill you, yeah. you know, this is gonna be your death, all that stuff, and then Taylor was coming back saying, you know what, I'm gonna knock you out. Maybe, maybe he's trying to load up on shots to try to put him out. John, I think what you can, you, I'm sure you've seen this. I'm gonna, I don't know how many times inside the the cage when a fighter is dealing with someone who is faster than them it becomes scary. Yeah. It's that you don't, you blink and, oh, wow, I just got hit. Like every little movement you react to. And every time you, it's almost like the Aldana and Amanda Nunes fight. Like she showed her so much respect. And every time that Amanda would flinch, she would react. She overreact. And in this fight, Taylor just, he was realizing, I think once after that first, second round, he started realizing that Lopez was so fast. And he was having a hard time just trapping him. He was having a hard time touching him. And every time he threw, he felt like he had to land a knockout blow. Otherwise, he was going to get countered. And Lopez just looked good. He looked he looked uh, clean. He looked good. Didn't look uh, didn't look disheveled at all in there. He he looked real just on point. He just nothing that Taylor was bringing that uh, Lopez hadn't seen before. So overall, good fight by Lopez. I I didn't have it that close. I had Lopez winning the um by at least three rounds at least and yeah, uh, but it was I, but it was a good fight i think the uno- unofficial scorecard was like 118 110 that was more like it that was more like it to be honest 
You know, the 115, 113's ridiculous. Just no way. No way. But at least they got it right. The best thing is yep. they got it right. right that now. guy won. That's in the, in the end, that's all that matters. Yep. Yep. You can take the numbers and throw them out. But. Exactly. Uh, next, Dave. Um, story here. Um, Dana White last night in the post fight um, basically called bullshit on the Usman versus Hamzat rumors. Um, but in the same breath, is he saying that um, he'll do, he'll take the Hamzat fight for, for uh, the right money? So do you think there's a swear from Dana where he said that um, they've got something planned for Hamzat when they're ready to announce it, they will, and then they don't really know what's going on with Usman right now. Um, so is that a swerve where they're actually going to announce a fight or is, do you think he's telling the truth? And then would you rather see Hamzat go up and fight, is he? Well, does, does, does Hamzat, first off, I don't blame Dana for not wanting to put together a Kamaro Usman versus Hamzat fight. First off, I don't want to move Kamaro up to 185, and I don't want Hamzat to be at 170 because he's already proven that he can't make it. So I'm in a position, do I want to make that fight? You know, it doesn't do me any good at 185 with Kamaro Usman because if Kamaro Usman beats him, which he's got a good shot of beating him, at 185, I just took away a guy in that weight division while I've got a guy at 170, 170, is he going to move now up to 185? It just If you're going to have him fight someone, is, is he the guy to have him fight? Well, you know, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, he doesn't have the wins in the middleweight division that you want to see. You know, he does from earlier. You know, he beat Mershart. That was a, that was at middleweight. I think he had, he's got, what, two wins in the UFC at middleweight maybe? But hey, you know, no, you don't. You no. don't think he deserves it? Uh, uh-uh, uh absolutely not. He's undefeated. <clears throat> he's got to fight people like to see. No, I don't care. I don't care. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, I know Robert Whitaker's got to fight, but to me, that's the yes. guy. Like, you've got to beat. You've got to beat somebody of that that echelon. Like, I, I think him. Yeah, but who are you gonna put? Who are you gonna put against Izzy? <clears throat> Come on. Putting you on the spot. Who are you going to put against Izzy? I mean, for me, I would have ran the Pajero. You got Vittori and Cannoneer fighting each other next week. Yeah, but I right? would, I, I would have ran the I would have ran the Alex fight back. He's got one. <laughs> well, he's got one win against him in five yeah, but fights that, that, or whatever. But that's dead. You can't do that. In no, fact, Alex has a fight, right? Yeah. So who are you going to put mean, against Izzy? I mean, I, honestly, I think Robert Whitaker's more deserving than than Chimaya. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I enjoy watching Chimaya fight, and I think there's a bright future for him. But just because you do all the talking doesn't mean you deserve a title shot, you know. And and we can't allow. We that's the thing is you can't set precedent that if you're if you're a talking mouthpiece that you can talk your way into a title shot. You just can't do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you say we can't set precedents like that? Well, I mean, has it already been done? But who? By who? How about a guy named Connor? No, he he worked his way up. He had the Chad really? fight. He had the Chad fight. He earned the Aldo fight. He earned it. He earned it. I mean, don't get me wrong. He talked his way up. I mean, they, yeah. they his talking though. But he had a, he Matched fought his fighting. He fought uh, who? Brandao. He fought Chad Mendez. He fought, and then you know. He, okay, he, hold on. Stop. Stop. He came Seaver. in. He fought Marcus Brimage. Uh huh. Right. That was his first. Right. Now the one he beat Max Holloway. That was yeah. a big one, and he yeah. looked good doing it, but he tore his knee up. So then when he comes back, he fights Brendel. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Then he fights Seaver. Yeah. Seaver was not okay. a slouch at the time. Taylor made for Connor on the terms of the feet. Hello. But Taylor made for Taylor Connor made. in terms of the feet. Yeah. Taylor made. I, I get what you're saying, but John, at that at that time, we still didn't know what we had. People didn't know. Like we we knew Connor was good. Sure, he was good, but yeah, they, they didn't know no, what they the, had. It was the the Dustin Poirier fight. Yeah, was the one that you went. Oh, he's for real. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so like to compare what Connor did against Dustin, Max, and other fighters, it's not fair. Chimaev hasn't beat anybody of that level. None of them. Bullshit. He beat Gilbert Burns. Okay, so Gil, but Gil's at seventy. He's not at seventy. He's not a seventy. I said he's only got I think two wins at middleweight. Yeah, I mean, but, but he's not a seventy. I, I get the Gilbert Burns. I get the Gilbert Burns. I do, but no, I'm not going to put him at the Connor level yet. I mean, he's talked his way up there, but you, you can't go right from that against Mershart. That's it, really. Now you're going to give him a middleweight title shot only because Izzy's cleared out the division. But he's cleared out the division. Yeah, I'd rather see the. I mean. I would love to that's see why, this fight. That's why you can't this. answer the question, though. What's that? Who I do would, you want I, to see fight Izzy then? Robert Whitaker. If Robert wins, fighting. I want to see it again. He's already got a fight. Nice. He's already scheduled. I know. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but this guy doesn't. He needs to get a fight in between. He's been out for a year now. It's been almost Hobbs a year. Up? Yeah. When was the last yeah. time Hobbs not yeah. fought? No, it hasn't been a year. I think it was like in what? October, November. When, when did he, yeah, he fight? Beat, uh, he beat Kevin Holland. Gilbert? Yeah, he beat Kevin oh, Holland. He beat Kevin Holland. But I think it was like in October or something of last year. September. September. Coming up in a year. Yeah, coming up on a year, John. Like, then I'm going to throw you into a title shot? If I'm a promoter, I'm like, okay, how am I marketing this? You've been gone for a year. Excuse me. I just want you to see. You see that zero in the last column? Yeah. That's it. I understand. I understand. But look. I mean, I don't know. I can see them doing it. I can see. I can see oh, Dana I can see doing, doing it. it. It just doesn't. Definitely. It, but he, Dana he, keeps he saying, "Oh, we got plans it. for him. We got plans for him." Well, what are the plans, well, man? Plans. Hurry up! He does have plans? Hurry up! <laughs> he's, try, he's he's showing you the plan. Chamayev is he's almost wasted a full year of his career of him being in his prime. By the way, twenty nine years old. This is his prime. Well, he's you got know. he's got a lot of prime left. Well, yeah, he does. He he's does. got a lot of prime left. But he's going to have to be a lot more active than he is right now. I agree. I mean, he went on, you know. But this I is what know. happens. Like, look at it. How did he become so hot? It was because he came in and I'll fight. I'll fight next week. Mm -hmm. Put me on the card. And they did. Uh -huh. Basically, if you recall. And so that was the how he was ready to fight. Now, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep, we will. All righty. Next, what else you got for us? All right, I'm going to get you guys out of here on this one. Did you guys see the Connors at the basketball game? Connor knocked out a mascot, and he really I'm gonna did. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys the video here. You, uh, here we go. I'll play it for you. So mascot comes in with boxing gloves. Phil on. Jeez, see, man. now this was all set up, but I think Connor took it a little bit. Beyond what they thought, he didn't pull punches quite the way he's supposed to. This uh, is a setup thing, and he he hurt the dude. I know. Dude, I already went to the like, hospital, gave him some pain meds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wonder is it the punch that hit him, or is it when he fell backwards and hit his head? That's what I want to know. Because it, there's just too much of a beak in that front part. 
<laughs> I don't I don't think I don't yeah, see like that is that he doesn't have a beak. He's fire. He's Bernie. Whatever. He's the heat mascot. <laughs> it looks like a beak. I didn't see. I didn't see it. I was watching the game, but I didn't see this halftime stuff. This is uh. I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, yeah, can can this? I don't guy... think. Look, Con- Connor did not mean to hurt the guy. Oh, absolutely not. You know, he's just trying to play out the things like they wanted. But I think it's that. I think he got. I think what happened is the guy Connor extended, and the guy got that shot. Not so much, you know, fist, but it rattled his cage, and he went back, and he got hurt. Now he nah. knew he was he was going to be going down, but I think that's where he got hurt. I don't think the second one on the on the beak, as you would say, he doesn't have a beak. He's got a whatever a muzzle. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I feel bad for the guy, but you know. It's, so what happens? You get paid to take the shots, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got a great idea. We've got a great idea. We're going to have Conor McGregor at the fight. We're going to have him punch you. <laughs> punch our mascot. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. Can you, can you imagine being talked into that? You know that guy's never fought hey, in his life. He's No, he's like, you know, oh, Conor's going to pull the punches. You don't have to worry. <laughs> he's getting, he's getting drug off the court. Going, uh. <laughs> Connor's Connor's like probably three or four proper whiskeys deep. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> he's definitely deep. On oh jeez, man, jeez. All right, well, hey, go to WayneInMerch.com, and that's going to wrap our show today. Pick up some of our apparel there at WayneInMerch.com. And John, take us away, bud. For everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed all the fights. Continue to watch because next week is going to have a ton of big time fights. We're going to talk about him on our next show, so we will see you.